Hi, I'm Alexander Sadeg, and you are with the Sci-Fi Sisters, and uh, I think they are going to rock your world. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I'm your host, Tamia Harper, and I'm joined by my sisters, Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. Sabrina Wood. Whoop, whoop. And Fran T. What's happening? <laughs> okay, so all of us are sitting here uh, truly tickled today uh, because we have uh, Star Trek royalty in the house to us absolute royalty and we all had a crush on him and we still have a crush on him and that ain't ever going to change i can tell you that much right now Uh, but you know if you see if you watched popular tv especially in any type of suspense or science fiction vein in the past 10 20 years you've seen this man's work and heard his incredible voice everything from and one of my personal favorites mi5 um Kingdom of Heaven, that movie. Oof. I love that movie. That was a great it. movie. Yep. Uh, Primeval, which was a fantastic show. I loved that show. Um, Game of Thrones. Lord. Y'all know. Lord. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Peaky Blinders. Okay, now that's a dude show. Gotham. Gotham was my jam. <laughs> Gotham was my jam. And you were my man on Gotham. And, and even more recently, Shantaram. Did I say it right? Yeah, Shantaram. Shantaram. No, okay. it may be Shantaram. I'm <laughs> I don't know. Well, now you've heard his voice, y'all. We're talking about Alexander Sadig. We're talking about the one and only Dr. Bashir Woo-hoo! is joining Yay! us on the show today. Yay! 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 Thank you. Hi. And most recently, he of Sid City fame. Okay, go yes. ahead. <laughs> I've known you guys five minutes and I already love you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> fan is reversing. I'm turning the fan around. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. (laughs) It's mutual, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. I know we have a ton of questions, and we're going to come at you, but I got to start this off by saying one of the first places I ever saw you on screen was in Agatha Christie's Praro. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. With David Suchet, and Mm -hmm. you played... What was that guy's name? Shaitan? Shaitan. Shaitan, <laughs> the collector. Yeah, I think Shaitan is actually kind of the Muslim word for Satan. Is that <laughs> what it was? Okay, I was wondering. In there. There's a clue in there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he sort of bit the dust, so, you know. He did. He, did. he, he kind of tried to confound Poirot by actually killing himself. And th- I mean, I don't want to. That, that is a major spoiler. I have to say. <laughs> oh. I, I have just wrecked that episode. <laughs> I that mean, was a good one. Well, it's been by 20, <laughs> 20, 30 years. I think it's good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's okay. <laughs> that was, you know, like 10 years, spoiler, no. Uh-uh. Right. No, we're going like in the 20th century, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Frank. 
I mean, you've done so many amazing things in your career and you seem like one of the most versatile actors out there. And I think I, I, what's amazing to me is how early in your career, or at least it seems early to me, like that Deep Space Nine came into your life. Like, right? Wasn't that one of your first major gigs? That was gigs? my second thing. It was actually my third thing. My, my first thing was a, a TV series that uh, it's called The Big Battalions, which is kind of bizarre. Um and we shot that in Mecca and Jerusalem. And as I don't know if, yeah, you can see my name there. That's my actual name, not Alexander Sadiq, right. mm-hmm. which is a Muslim name. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were like, we need a Muslim actor because we're going to Mecca. And they searched high and low. And um, I met one other kid in the, in the outside the audition, the meeting for, with the thing. And uh, he was like really excited. And, uh, I, and he said, so, how did you hear about this? And I said, well, I was at acting school and they found my name and yada, yada, yada. And I said, how do you hear about it? He said, I saw an ad in the paper. (laughs) (laughs) They were desperate. Desperate. Wow. So uh, I got that job and went to um, Mecca and Jerusalem. Nice. That's really cool. Crazy. Yeah, with Brian Cox, actually. Brian Cox and Jane Lapite were in that show. Wow. (laughs) And then um, I did a movie called uh, A Dangerous Man, Lawrence After Arabia, Mm -hmm. uh, with um, the uh, Ray Fiennes, or Ralph, if you don't, if you want to annoy him. Uh, Isn't that uh, the man who we should not mention? (laughs) (laughs) The one. And then Rick Berman saw that, and then uh, and and wheeled me over into to the U.S. to come and to change my life. Actually, and when I was about twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven. Wow! Wow! Completely changed everything about my life. And he was wanting you to be <laughs> Cisco, right? He wanted yeah. me to be Cisco. Yeah, he, that, that was fun. that was because he'd seen a dangerous man. I played Faisal, uh, the the King Faisal, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. king, uh, and it was Hashemite king. And um, he saw. He, I looked about in my mid thirties because I had this big beard and uh, I was playing very grown up. Um, <laughs> and then um, I walked in the door and this kid arrived who knew anything. <laughs> and he was like uh let's find him another part <laughs> oh man he took the beard off and that was it huh and that yeah. was it huh oh. <laughs> he, liked taking, he liked taking beards off of uh of all the uh of all the brown men yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely absolutely man I mean, but that was to our credit because, I mean, we got Dr. Bashir Dr. and Bashir. Man, I got Dr. That. Bashir. I yeah. got Dr. Bashir too. And, yeah. <laughs> and that, that guy changed me forever, um, made me a, a, a different human being uh-huh. um, because wow. he got out his med kit and injected me with confidence and self-esteem and oh. the things that um, you need in this world and everybody mm-hmm. should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to show the journey of what it was like to be a, a young man who had none of that and slowly found it. I love mm. that. Yeah. You did it because his journey is, I mean, of all the Star Treks, this is the only one where we have the young doctor coming in. You know, all the others are top of their fields and, you know, so medical bad. officer. Yeah. They know yeah. everything and they're talking captains down and everything. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. you came in there, you know, going to be what is it, frontier medicine. I was loving yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and chasing Jadzia. Poor Jadzia. Absolutely. Jadzia. Chasing Jadzia. Yeah. <laughs> Head of Major Kira. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> he had it all. He had everything to deal with. Man. Frontier Medicine. She looked at him like, excuse me? Oh, my goodness. But, you know, I love that because, (laughs) you know, on that show, then we had a brown doctor, Mm -hmm. you know, which made me so happy. And, you know, we hadn't really seen that since Dr. Daystrom. Yeah, no. Two of the most important people on the whole on, in the whole show mm-hmm. are, you know, that's twenty percent of the cast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't happen anywhere except no. for Star Trek. And oh. um we actually got an award from SAG, I think, for diversity and oh. uh, and it was just one of the things that Star Trek does without even thinking. You know, they're yeah. just so mm-hmm. ahead of the game on those things that um they were like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they they, mm-hmm. they looked for a, 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 a brown captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and they luckily found Avery Brooks. Who yeah. Like, yeah. Talking about voices. Oof. That dude can stop traffic with his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> yes, he, he can. can. He sure can. I mean, too, like, nobody's surprised. I'm sure this will come as no surprise to everybody. It's, Deep Space Nine is how I fall asleep at night. Oh. Most of the time, like it's on in the background, the hum of the engines and oh. all the voices, you know, mm-hmm. it's the voices. That. It's yeah. comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I think that, I mean, how cool is that? Well, it's cool to us mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, and it might be freaky to you, but it's cool to us, <laughs> that, you know, that yes. your voices are you know, living and, and, and such an active part of so many people's lives, you know, it's not it, what you all do means a lot, especially in Star Trek, especially what you Wonderful. did in Star Trek. That's what we're here for. That's exactly our job. That's what mm-hmm. to, to make comfortable people, uncomfortable and uncomfortable people comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you. All the time. Yeah. And um, it's one of the things that, um, you know, bedtime stories, I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be calling you next week. Thank you very much for the offer. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now, okay, I, so I, yeah, I can dominate this about Star Trek, about Deep Space Nine, so I'm not going to. That's, that's I, okay. I have a question to ask. Absolutely, um, friend. The the oh, thank you. The the Garrick and the the Garrick thing. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm I'm about to allude to. Let's go there. You, Okay. Did yeah. you did you at all know where you know because you know hindsight is twenty twenty. Did you have any inkling that he was like enamored with you? <laughs> with you? No, you know, I did in the beginning. No, I I I didn't, and he didn't either. And okay. It just happened in the scene. Okay. It just, it just uh, that kind that there was a first scene we did was at a small replimat um, on the promenade. Mm-hmm. And there was a little plant sticking out of a plat- flower pot just in decor- decorating the, the table. And the way he walked p- around me and the way he looked at me, mm-hmm. everything, this dude's coming on to me. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was. It, it made me react, but it didn't make me react in a way that made me upset. It made me Not react right. in a way that made me like, "Whew, okay, game changed." I'm a bit freaked out. I'm a bit out of my depth, mm-hmm. uh, and it turned into a beautiful relationship. Relationship, yeah. Yeah, 
when he put his hands on your shoulder at the end of the scene and the look on your face, it was just priceless. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't revulsion. No, no, no. It was was just like, oh, I'm I'm just out of my depth here. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, this is cool, but I'm out of my depth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to, um, you know, bring that part up because there's been some debate about it. The writers were amazing because they were like, Andy was probably going to do just that show, maybe a couple more, and mm-hmm. that would have been it. Mm-hmm. And his, the strength of his performance and what he found gave them a whole box to open and go, oh, there's a whole box of stuff in here. We can write about this. Mm-hmm. And so they kept Andy on for the whole seven years. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Garrick. <laughs> Garrick. Because he, you know... Um, um, Andy is uh, is prominent in our favorite. We did a uh, DS9 top ten. Yeah, and he's he's all through there. Garrick and doing his Garrick thing. Garrick and Garrick and <laughs> you know in the exactly. pale moonlight. In the pale moonlight, he was in that, and yeah. he was just fantastic in that. He's fantastic, and he's a fantastic man. Andy Robinson is a, just a beautiful man. He's this. I saw him. I had a I had a chance to talk to him in the elevator at the. At uh, in Vegas, yeah, and he was, and I told him, I said, you know, I love this movie you were in called years ago called Charlie Varick, oh, and wow. he said that was my favorite movie. It was him and Walter Matthau, Walter Matthau. oh my God, Joe Don Baker. About that. Wow. It is a great movie. I will look at it, like just look at it, because I. I love the movie. I am and writing he, that down. Charlie, <laughs> me too. Charlie Barrett. Look at it. It's, it's from the 70s. Yep. But it's a great movie. And he said that was his favorite movie that he ever wow. did. What's like, the name of it again? Charlie, Charlie Barrick. Okay. Charlie Barrick. Walter I know Matthau. somebody named Charlie Barrick. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite old school actors. Yeah. 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 So he, and I was like, oh. One of my favorite movies too. <laughs> and he was such a gentleman. He he, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't like I was like intruding on him, but I had to tell him I loved you in that movie, you know. And he, he's, he's, he, he the thing about Andy is that he tells the truth, okay. and okay. He, he, like and, so, and it just sounds grumpy, <laughs> but it's not grumpy. He just says it, and mm-hmm. he'll swear. So he'll be cussing up and down, but and 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 saying the truth at the same time. But mm-hmm. if you listen to him carefully, he's a very wise man, and um, he's he's giving us the benefit of those years. It's it's I'm just it, I'm very lucky to have him as a friend. Mm-hmm. But you two were great. You two were great Thank together. You just played off. The chemistry was there. The, we loved uh, each other. We loved yeah, playing okay. with acting with each other. We just thought it was great fun. And we hung out, you know. Um, oh, okay. met his wife and his daughter. And I was a, con- a, a, a frequent guest at his house. He never came to my house, but my house was a wreck. My apartment, <laughs> my apartment was disgusting. Was. You were a young man. Of course yeah. it was. And my apartment was, you know, exactly like that. <laughs> and... Uh, just bunches of computer equipment and stuff that I wired together, and you know everything was about my desk and my computer. That was my life. <laughs> that was everything life. else, the kitchen overflowing, washing up in the living room, and everything <laughs> just lying everywhere. And my clothes, I just kind of wait five days and recycle them. <laughs> oh my. Okay, that's clean now. Put it back on again. Wow. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> gives you a chance to go do your own stuff. As anyone exactly. knows, yeah. <laughs> not knows. If all the Gen Xs know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we do. Positive yes, we about that, or you get damaged by that. Yeah. yeah. Positive. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Well, we awesome. were in there from the emissary. We were there from yeah. the beginning. All the way. <laughs> we I, All never, the way. never phased us. No, <laughs> like, um, you know, yeah. I mean, because the power of seeing brown people in space. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, even if the show had been shitty. Yes, I I would have been there with I've you been all. Going like, for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. through thick and thin, all the yeah. way you know, through. You know, there you were, were the were only three ones. black brown men leading that show. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. Avery, Sorak, and and you said and you said. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that just looking at it now is just. I still look at it and go, "There's still nothing on TV." Right? <laughs> <laughs> still, it's not even. Yeah. And they, <laughs> it had been 25 years since Nichelle had was was on you know Star Trek yes. mm-hmm. by the time we started, and that was the mm-hmm. last. I think there might be someone in one of the other shows somewhere along the line, but they, they, we just crowded the place out. That's right. I mean, like, TNG like, didn't have nobody. Well, yes, yeah, they, they had Jordan. They had Jordan. Well, they and, had and, and Guinan. Yeah. Right. Well, Guinan, Guinan was yeah. like you know, like peppered in every yeah, once in a yeah, while, yeah. you know, That's and you know, they had Jordy who was black presenting and yes. Worf who is was an alien. Under, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, you didn't know that you didn't know that right. Worf was brown. That was not I mean we knew he was. Right. Right. We knew we knew that he was. Well, yeah. you just need to hear that voice, and you already was one of Nana's closest friends, and mm-hmm. um, so he would come to dinner all the time, and he was just the love. He is the lovely. At the time, I don't know if he still is. He was flying airplanes everywhere. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> he had a hobby of buying used fighter jets, I guess. Wow. Um, just kind of only because of that's a first world problem. <laughs> first no, world. I had no joke. <laughs> that TNG, TNG movie, and DS9 money. Well, I read in, in the companion that, um, he they were the uh, act, act, air traffic controllers would recognize him by his voice oh, wow. when he would oh, go to wow. land. It would be like. It's Michael Dorn. It's Wolf. You know, because he flew a lot. He flew, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a great sense of humor, too. And he has a great sense. I haven't seen him for years. That's why I say that. But he he used to be hanging out with us. He had a thing about trying to make people feel comfortable about his color, which a lot of people of color do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they immediately think, well, sure. people are going to be a little freaked out that mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm either here for decoration or for entertainment. Right. And uh, generally, all my all these white guys, my friend. I mean, when I was a kid in London, I didn't know any people of color because uh-huh. it just wasn't the world I lived in, except for my family. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would be invited places to. To I remember one lady, well, girl actually, she, we were probably about twenty, said, "It's great to have you come because you're just like so exotic and decorative." Okay, I didn't know any better. Been there. Yeah, uh-huh. and Michael Dorn used times. to play yeah. with that at dinner parties, um, <laughs> and he would sort of he would That's not say very much for a while, and then he would just suddenly kind of wake up and go, Ooh. "No, still black." 
<laughs> I thought he had just a great sense of humor about it. And that just cracked the room up and everyone was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Plus, you know, he also has his size, which is intimidating yeah. too. So, oh, God. Yeah. You know, because um, my, my brothers are big guys like that. And, you know, they just walk into a room and people get up. <laughs> they haven't yeah, even absolutely. said anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Always exactly. trying to calm people down. Yeah, the voice and the size are like, oh. What's going on here? So. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I, I can imagine people backing up. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's one of the things that I loved so much about um, Deep Space Nine and and how you all were presented to the world. There was no apologizing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no, no kowtowing, no diminishment of mm-hmm. who you were as, as characters, as men, right? Yeah. You know, and, you know, to the point that we got to see a brown James Bond. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. 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 Every time yeah. they talk about I'm, Idris Elba or whatever his name is, trying Idris to Elba. Idris Elba. I'm like, oh, yeah. we already had I mean, James. We already had our brown James. Got one. We had that. Uh-huh. I was very lucky. I mean, James it was also, Bond. you know, there was you were you were really correct, Sabrina, because Avery, for example, who was our boss. I mean, traditionally the lead actor is everybody's boss. Number mm-hmm. one on the call sheet, huh? He's number one. <laughs> and, uh, and and it really is that. I mean, if 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 it's an aristocracy, which kind of acting is, mm-hmm. there's aristocracy, and there's a bunch of people who make sure the aristocracy are okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds hard, <laughs> but that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a feudal system, and as as the kind of kind of top noble um, Avery uh, was able to insist that his culture came with him. Mm-hmm. So there was a very African-American feel to him. He wasn't just generic. Right. Uh-huh. Um, he was very much African-American. The way he brought up Siroc was very much mm-hmm. a father-son African-American relationship, uh-huh. yep. which Avery was really amazing at doing. And he, was, he really lightened up when I told him, you know, um, that I was born in Sudan in Africa. Um, he's been to Africa several mm-hmm. times, and he's an incredibly learned man. But he thought, I can teach Sadiq, which he called me, mm-hmm. um, about my culture, this the African American culture. So he would uh-huh. give me these books by like Cornell West, and I mean, <laughs> oh, he was yeah. throwing them at me. And um, the way he talked was like it was it was all like you know, <laughs> uh, he's a cool cat, you know. You <laughs> I thought that guy was a cool cat. Did you? I'm like, wait a minute, what decade am I in? <laughs> hey, Pally. <laughs> Let's go and talk to Vic. Talk to yeah. Have you seen, have you seen him live? Have you seen him at any conventions? Oh, no. no I've no. never way had of laughing, you just, it's, an, it's almost impossible to imitate, because I'll try, and he's just like, <laughs> and that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> I think he did that in the show a couple of times. That's, that's what so, he does. Yes. That's what he does in real life, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he's, he's always, he's like kind of the thinking person. He's, mm-hmm. He does that because he just wants more time to think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't imitate him, but I get the vi- I know the vibe of him. <laughs> he is that, that person. And I really loved him too. And Siroc was really lucky to have him as like a surrogate dad. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. I, I tried to tell my friends, the people who didn't didn't look at Star Trek, that, you know, I said this show 
where this this gorgeous, this beautiful father and son, black father, he's a single father, the child is in is in a butthole. He's not, you know, it's a, I say it's a loving, it's so loving because you he would yeah. always kiss and hug him and mm-hmm. you know, they talk to each other and everything. And they said, Well, you know, what show? I'm like, it's Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. I'm like, come on, give it it's Deep Space Nine, it's Avery Brooks, you know. Yeah. And they you know, they didn't they weren't Star Trek fans, so they couldn't get past the Star Trek. I said it's not always yeah. aliens and ships. Mm-hmm. There are stories, you know, yeah. there are real mm-hmm. stories. Real I said people. this show right. I said this show does it. If yeah. if yeah. you know, a single black single father bringing up his son, come yeah. on. Which is in like, a loving, loving Absolutely, which was so against the, the trope, the caricature of African black African American I mean men. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's always the mom who keeps the family together, the sisters uh-huh. who hold everything together, which is kind of true, by the way. But everyone wanted to change that perception and and give young men something to to model themselves on, and yeah. um, that was a really, I mean, that was a great gift. I mean, we went be aware that in ninety two, August of ninety two. Um, when I arrived, September we were shooting, I think. But Rodney King had just been beaten up yes. uh-huh. on yeah. Crenshaw Boulevard, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he and and I walked I went down to down Crenshaw in, in a in a cab. Or maybe I'd rented a car, I can't remember. And some of the the, the churches and the stores which are kind of weird. The churches and the stores look like each other. Uh-huh. It's not, uh-huh. not got a steeple or anything. It's right, like... Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Storefront, storefront, storefront. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And they were still smoking. They were, The embers were still uh-huh. smoking. Yeah. So I, it was very fresh. And that all happened as we arrived. And and I know that... Avery, I don't know where Avery came from, but I, he, I think he was living in New York. So he, mm-hmm. for him, it was kind of... Whoa, I've got to try and get this into the show. I've got to mm-hmm. try and be authentic for because these young people are we're going to riot everyone's going to loot stores I, the thing about um that always amazed me when when people like white presidents uh who are law and order presidents uh-huh. forgive me i'm coming from another country so this is all observational mm-hmm. but they're like they blame kids for looting and they make the whole riot about the looting uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. mind the fact these kids haven't got trainers, <laughs> haven't got you know TVs. They're going to take the opportunity, like everybody else in the, in the planet. It's like, oh, no one's looking. I'm going to take this. Right. That's what they're doing. That is not what the riot is about. The riot was about race and this, you know, Tyree Nichols uh, today. Right. Exactly today. Uh, right now, his video uh-huh. was just released, and we have to talk about it. Uh-huh. We don't have to talk about it on the podcast because it could no. be a bit of a bummer, but, it, 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 but we have to talk about it, in it has to be. as artists, mm-hmm. as people, yes. uh, mm-hmm. as professionals, we have to talk about it. Putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Sunlight is disinfectant. And someone, you know, switched on the light in the basement and all the rats were like, <laughs> and all those rats are the little racists who suddenly get, well, now it's light. I'm a light creature. I, everybody knows I'm here now. I'm going to walk around shouting my filth to everybody yeah. and yeah. that's kind of what happened over the last you know 20 years yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, absolutely they, we just see the rats now we don't we, just, we don't imagine them or hear them scratching which is what we used to do and in england too in england we didn't really think racism was a big deal 
we knew the police and all the rest of it were racist, but we didn't know that a lot of people were. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. that just happened. It's like, oh my goodness, there's so many of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, I can see you. I'm happy as seeing you. I'm happy in knowing you're there. I like knowing you're there. I don't want you to be discreet. I want right. to hear you shout your stuff. And so I, I know where you are. I exactly. want to know where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, know exactly uh-huh. I think this are. is a good thing. That, it, that it's, it's terrible, but it's a good thing that we're learning. Kids can't just go, I didn't know. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And they don't mm-hmm. anymore. And, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and you know, know, and I think, we, you know, so many people are like, oh, you know, we had a black president, so we're good. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. And I knew that. And I knew that as soon as we had a black president for two successful terms, that the backlash from that was going to be more than we could ever have imagined because they want to make it really sure we're never going to have a Negro in that house again. That was the first time I saw not my president stickers everywhere. Yeah. 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 And they they were referring to him because they, they they didn't even all the way through. They didn't, they didn't believe that he was a a president. The whole way through. Yeah. They didn't consider him a human. Yeah. Donald Trump was the, the, the end of that. The, the, Mm -hmm. this is, he was the, I hope the top of that mountain. That's like, home. Finally, oh, got the, the guy we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're nice people on both sides. Well, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Like you said, the rats ain't they not scratching anymore. No, they're out you, there. So we can see them. They're all out <laughs> and, there. Yeah. And that's why we that's why we do what we do on our show, you know, and why we love to have guests like you on the show because we have to shine a light on our own voices we have to promote ourselves we have to speak for ourselves we have yeah. to tell our own stories you know we have to put out our where we this is why we say that where we give you our point of view mm-hmm. you know i mean I, I have tons of friends in trek who watch the same shows that i do and i'm coming away with a completely different <laughs> completely. interpretation than they are <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they're like whoa and i'm like you can't even begin to understand case in point yeah. there's a voyager episode what's the name of y'all of that episode where um balana tries to uh change the gene sequence <laughs> in her, in her and her daughter and her soon to be mm-hmm. daughter soon to be born daughter so that she wouldn't look as klingon Right? right so that she would present as human yeah. um and you know Lineage and, and yeah, anybody like that. here yeah. that if anybody uh of brown persuasion from anywhere in the world you know or who's been a quote-unquote minority anywhere we get that like we understood that story that they were talking about i've heard people who were not of our persuasion you know uh who like i don't even understand what they were talking about it's the cruelest <laughs> thing i've ever seen like da 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 they don't get it. No. So, you know, our point of view to be able to talk about that, we did it. We talked about it on one of our shows and people wrote mm-hmm. us. They were like, I never thought about it that way. Why would you? Of course you didn't think about yeah. it that way. That's why we're here. You know? yeah. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I remember that was the, the big thing while we were making the show is Michael Jackson getting whiter and whiter. Right. <laughs> right. And I know he had a skin disorder, but, yeah, but no. you know what? <laughs> yeah, but no. Americans have the same skin disorder and they ain't getting whiter. No, right. They're just staying as black as the, the day they were born. The skin That's disorder right. doesn't affect your nose or lips. Otherwise, we'd all want the skin disorder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I remember as a child, um, I was, I came from, um, Sudan at about three, when I was about three years old, three, four. And I came to join my mom because it was a revolution in Sudan. They had them all the time, but there was, there was a particularly dangerous one. So they put me on a plane, got me out of the country. And that was my end of my African life. I was, as a Muslim son, I would never have left my father, even if my mother had left my father, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kid, um, which is ridiculous, but hey, that's another question. So I arrived in England. Uh, I went to schools. I kind of learned English and I got to a, so my, I think my uncle, Malcolm McDowell, pay, paid for my education, oh, my private mm. education. So I was put on a train and sent to Sussex um, to, at a school called Font Hill Abbey. And there were about 300 children there. And there was one African boy called Henry. And there was me. Mm. That was it. There was mm. no one else even remotely off-white. Uh, wow. All from... England or Europe. In all right? of Sussex. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a, we had a, pres, a, a president, a headmaster, headmaster called um, Carter, who was South African. Mm. And kind of old school South African. Mm. 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 I mean, we all went, oh. I learned very quickly, and this is kind of a, why we, Michael Jackson was interesting. I learned very quickly to assimilate, to fit in, to... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm have yep. a great accent, nothing that takes me out, nothing that sets me apart. So right. uh, I can't hide this, but right. I can act like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll find a lot of British people of color, just if you listen to them, they just sound British. You wouldn't know yeah. where they were from. Right. And I, I did that. Henry was beaten every day for oh. winning his bed. And he wet mm -hmm. his bed because he thought he was worried about being beaten every beaten. day. Mm. And he, no one else in the school was was beaten for that reason. And other mm. kids wet their bed, and it, and we had a South Africa. So put two and two together. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. I just hid. I just became Mister Cellophane. I mm. just you couldn't. And I, thank God Henry took everything because I didn't have to take it. Wow. Um, but you, that's how you grow up, you know. So um, that's why to me it's you know funny when Michael Dawn. <laughs> still black <laughs> you know we have to we have to find ways to conform that um please everyone there's good and bad to that you know there's yeah. things i mean there's you know there's a wonderful things that i've learned because of, of my europeanness rather than my africanness mm -hmm. i would never have been interested in classical music which i love and a lot of literature which i've never have read which i love and <laughs> all those things you know, we we don't we choose our identities, but we we think we choose them. Actually, other people choose yeah. our identities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, you know, I had a really dear friend that did a um uh, a tour in the Peace Corps, and she was teaching math in Ghana. Blonde haired, blue eyed, best friend of mine. And when she came back to the United States after two years there, and she she had to leave because of a coup, and she came home after the coup. And she looked at me. Now, I'd gone to school with her for years. I'd known her for years. And she looked at me and she just went, I don't know how you have done this all yeah. your life. Yeah. She said, I was the only white person for miles. Mm -hmm. And she says, I so get it. Yeah. Yeah. And we never talked about it again. But she was like, man. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you four 
are out and proud sci-fi sisters. Oh, yeah. And the reason why is you're a rare group. I, I've been to, you know, dozens and dozens of conventions, and I'll see maybe three people of color in the, <laughs> the audience. It doesn't, it doesn't grab the African-American community. It's not something that they, that's not something they choose. Um, and like you said, you know, what's, I don't do Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is. There's a lot of us now. There's a lot of us. It's just, I think, um, just probably like me, it took me a while to tell people that this <laughs> like, was, yeah. this was like, my thing. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I was, a, I was a closet nerd my whole life because I was, you know, I, I swam, I played basketball. But in the back, I was reading comics, watching, you know, well, Star Trek was always on in my house. But, right. you know, I was that nerd. But certain things you can't tell everybody because yeah. I got to survive. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and got to survive out there in them streets. Right. <laughs> you know? But that was the thing that even the white kids were hiding, that they oh, were yeah. such nerds. Oh, God, you know, yeah. Was, yeah. You're yeah, right. Like nerd so can you was, imagine? Right, yeah. right. So you're not going to say... Oh, of all the things I'm assimilating with white people, nerdiness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's not gonna be that. Yeah. Be or, that. you know, or there's people like me, like who like I my I my nerd flag has been waving <laughs> proud for my Mine whole life. Like, I, was, well, I wasn't a I was never a jock and I wasn't like one of the popular kids and I wasn't, you know, I was sort of like in the middle of the road, you know, I had friends who did all sorts of bit. I mean I was a nerd, you know, and I've always had a book in front of my face and it was mm-hmm. always science fiction and fantasy. Like it was like, like in some, I was immersed in some other world all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was no way that I could pretend that I wasn't. And, you know, but then the more I, the more I was just me, the more I started to find other black people like me. It took mm-hmm. a long time though, yeah. but we're here, we're here and now we're just sort of starting to find each other more mm-hmm. and and right. there's all these pockets in different communities and and but it's still very representative of the segregation that's uh, permeates our larger society yeah. anyway you know cuz there are blurred conferences you know cons you know yeah. there are t- there are lots of blurred cons and there's more coming up every day and we have our own spaces that where we're talking together or you know pockets over here pockets on twitter yeah. pockets on facebook you know pockets all over the place you know we're not all like in one big thing so mm-hmm. but we're there and i think like when sci-fi sisters when we formed we just really we like we did a we had a facebook group first you know because we formed like right before the pandemic shut everything down you know and we we had a facebook group first and we said you know everybody's welcome to come on the mothership Mm -hmm. you know but you got to understand that what we do here is blackity black blackity black 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 (laughs) you know this is what we do and you're you're welcome if you want to do that with us you know, but that's and and so we had to sort of separate ourselves from the larger fandom in in order and create a carve out our own space to do it. Yeah. Well, what I really admire about you guys is that you have the courage to be yourselves, and it's a really hard thing to do. Now that, that sounds like a trite aphorism, but what it is is the it takes courage to be not not popular it takes courage to do the other thing to take a right turn or a left turn when everyone's turning left or right the other way 
And it, I mean, it takes, I mean, we've all had relationships, you know, how long it is before you, you actually are yourself in that relationship. Uh-huh. Just, <laughs> what you see is what you get. Right? Uh-huh. Love me or, or leave. That's yeah. <laughs> that is a hard place to get to. And yeah. you got there, um, at, at least in this part of your life. And I, I just think that's really wonderful to be swimming against the current <laughs> to be I mean, you probably have all sorts of affinities to all sorts of other cultural things that are obviously african-american mm-hmm. but i mean you don't want to completely you know deny this astonishing heritage mm-hmm. but it's a uh, but this particular thing takes courage and i and 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 a kind of selfishness that i like oh, thank, you. thank you well i i'm a little older and i i came up a little differently from the two younger ladies there. And I, I haven't been called a younger lady at no, a while. A younger lady you know, that. I came up, when I came Youngsters. up, I didn't go, I actually didn't go to school with white people until I was in the 10th grade. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I went, I live in Virginia and I, I you know, we had teachers okay. who loved us and, yeah. and did, so I had all that. And I was a nerd then, and I didn't know I was a nerd, but I would look at these shows like Twilight Zone and, and yeah. Force to the Bottom of the Sea and yeah. and um, The Time Tunnel, you know, James I love those was shows on. too. I yeah. love those shows. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I looked at these things as a girl, you know, mm-hmm. and I read a lot and, you know, and I would talk, you know, but people have been knowing I've been a nerd for the long, because I've, I've got a big mouth. So, <laughs> I, and, and I wasn't, and I'm not afraid to be who I am, you know, I've, I've, you know, because I was this girl that was a leader, you know, coming up, but, you know, back then girls couldn't be leaders, you, you know, were doing we all supposed- kinds of things that would pretty distrustful from most people's point of view. Exactly. Like, you know, so I went against the grain. I've gone against the grain most of my life. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like, that's this is me. I've been myself and fantastic. We love know, that. I, I mean, I, who'd have you know, thought that Star Trek? That everybody was a closet nerd who watched Star Trek, and I mean, um, we knew they were there because there were thirteen million, twenty million viewers right. every week. Where mm-hmm, the hell did mm-hmm. these people come from? But suddenly, everyone was like, "Wasn't me? I didn't see anything." Like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, you were, we were talking about it at the water cooler with everybody on Monday. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I love sci-fi. Yeah, I do. I know all the stuff." Yeah, oh, yeah. And, we're, and we're looking at them like, "Yo, yeah. you're so yeah, late to the party." I was actually, oh. I was actually in the military when um, when DS9 came on. So I was I was in the military like the whole run of DS9, and there were there were a few of us. But you know, I would catch it here and there. Like if I go away on a mission, I come home like because DS9, you're like, if you don't catch it, you're like. What the hell happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the reruns, you're like, uh, the reruns are not coming in they order. They did them all in their own yeah, order. They couldn't so, care less. Yeah. But, you know, uh-huh. by the time I came home, like, to stay, it was, I think it was the fifth season. I think it was the fifth season. So I came back at the at the right season. Maybe that's why I love that season so I was much. just going to say. I just thought uh-huh. about that. Because that's, like, yeah, my favorite was, season. Maybe that's the reason It was fully cooked why. by the fifth season. But, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Oh, because the fifth season kicked so much ass. Yes, yeah. it did. Yes, it did. That's, that's number two on my list. <laughs> oh, whole episodes. Season. Yeah, she, she just listed so, the whole season as one episode. episode. Yeah, she did. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> our top, our our favorite episodes, top ten DS Nine favorite episodes. She just looked at the fifth season, <laughs> number two. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, I'm done. Dropping that mic. <laughs> 
too much good stuff. Oh my god. So goodness. I wanted to ask you about because I know that our time is, is is starting to wind down, but I wanted to ask you about Sid City because I think that is one of the most beautiful things that I've seen ever. I mean, I've I've only been in Sid City a couple of times, but I loved it every time I was there. I was like, see, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. The first, and then I just sat and listened. I sat back and listened. I was like, there's real talk happening here. Yeah, there's real talk. connection we went happening deep. here. Yeah, yeah, people from all over the world yeah. making some true friendships. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Can you tell us like just like how it got started, you know, what you guys are sure, doing now? Sure. I mean, it was it was a COVID came, like, you know, this big ugly thing sat on us. And um we were all struggling and you know, underneath this huge butt. And um most of us couldn't work, couldn't um could were, were, a lot of us were very dependent on our friends and family. And there was a real fear that we wouldn't see each other for, well, at first it was like, I went, I remember going down to Costco with, with my wife, Shana, and uh, she went down to the liquor place, you know, they have a liquor place in Costco. Uh It's a different room. And she, she went over to the thing and she got three boxes of white wine. And she's like, taking three boxes, COVID done. (laughs) (laughs) we're good we're good we don't have to leave the house again (laughs) um but some of us kind of suspected really early that it was going to go it was going to go for a while and um mel i initially wanted to uh i just wanted to i think what was it called when you when you figure out whether people who if you've contaminated other people there was a job that you had that you anyway you would ring court i thought you had to go around to people's houses and say who are all the people that you've talked to and have trace, you got yeah, trace. the tracer yeah. they're the tracer guys so yeah. i thought i could be a tracer guy um uh because i was unemployed i couldn't be i wasn't going to work and shana was uh-huh. like no you're not going to go and talk to anybody you're staying right here um, and then and Mel and I, at the kind of same time, had an idea. We had a little caucus of people at Sid City who were like maybe 25 people who had just hung in there for years and years and years, just chatted to each other every now and then. I said, well, let's do something for them. Um, and we did. We set up a Zoom. And it, the, the conceit was that I wouldn't be the one interviewed because how many times nice. have you seen a celebrity interviewed? As a celebrity? Right. I would interview the person I was talking to. Mm. And we thought we'd, you know, get 10, 12 people and talk to them about their lives and their their loves and who their parents were. And if they had someone just passed away, I wanted to know everything about the person who passed away. What was your mother's favorite food? What talk, talk about them, make them live for all of us. Mm -hmm. And people found it really comforting. Um, And slowly we got lots of, Star Trek fans, and then people who weren't Star Trek fans too came, um, and it just became this movement. This uh-huh. uh, four, five hundred people regularly rotating in and out of the room, um, and I got to meet so many astonishing people who you would never know about their lives. You know, right. people you, who don't leave their house even on a good day, even when there uh-huh. is no COVID, mm. that you don't see them because they have a mental a disability. Um, uh, or they, you know, they're, they're terrified of people, uh-huh. but they can do the zoom. Uh-huh. Um, and we had a technique where we said, just make your screen black. 
never you don't have to appear we just don't even tell us your name just be there Right. So a lot of people used it like the radio in the background. Mm. Wow. And then eventually after, because we did it for nearly three years, um, eventually they were like, you know what? I'm going to turn my screen on and let people see my ugly oh, face. Wow. You know, and I'm going to let people hear my voice. And I'm going to talk to Seth. And I want to find out what he has, what he wants to talk to me about. And so we had scientists and people who were just in, interested in knitting and people who bring, brought up children. We had two kids born while the, in, 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 while oh, the show wow. was happening. We <laughs> saw them growing up. Growing up. Wow. And, uh, there's several romances. And uh, I know that what they're doing now, they're all talking to each other still. Uh-huh. And without me, um, because I think at the end of the day, I've got a call it <laughs> but <laughs> it has grown in its own way and all these people from all over the world are just beautiful and amazing and also people were proud about their identities whatever their identity was mm-hmm. um, whether it's trans or gay i mean you know what these people the, these minorities these trans and gay and all this all these people are just like i am when i was a, when i was a kid was when i was a kid i was someone who was just not liked for my the way I was for nothing. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't help it. So we learn. we're learning that we need to ally with all e- each other, all these groups, you know, yes. um, it, on a purely voluntary basis. And we will beat the motherfuckers. If we do get together, we will knock them down. You that's, know, the, that's, that's why they're scared. That's, 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 that's why they're out there. Trying to divide. Uh, that is so beautiful. I mean, it's really, it's really powerful. I mean, my personal belief is, I mean, I don't knock any way to actually try to advance change. I'm not, I'm not saying one way is better than another because we need all of the ways in which we try to make change in the world. But the way that I try to go about the world to make change at this point is on that heart level, you know, and is on that one-to-one. That's where I feel like real significant change happens um you know when we when we're human beings who are relating simply as another human being that's worthy of respect if i can you know even if it's just for five minutes you know um i'm so i'm in such awe of of what you all built what we all built you know there were three Mm -hmm. or four hundred of us we did yeah yeah and there was that, that beautiful song from the 90s, and I can't remember who sang it, but there was one lyric, which was, look, I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. Brenda Russell. That I Brenda always Russell. stuck no, with me. No, that was... That was okay. I don't remember who. I don't care how you get here. I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. You can. Uh-huh. You just can Brenda Russell. Just such a beautiful, beautiful lyric. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what I tell everybody. Uh-huh. Listen, it doesn't matter. Just get here. Mm-hmm. Just it, don't don't you don't have to. It's not a struggle. Just do it your way, um, and it's it works. And I mean, it's a very Christian thing. Even though yeah. I'm Muslim, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the thing I love about Christianity. Um, there's a lot I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I love about it is love. Is mm. that is the most important thing in Christianity? Any Christian will say there is nothing more important than love. And if Christ taught us anything, it was love. And he could teach, you know, he could sit and teach poor people of the Beatitudes from, you know, the Mount. And it would be love, 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 
love. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, we forgot some of those things and it became love, <laughs> love, dollar. Oops, sorry. Love, love, <laughs> dollar, love, dollar, 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 dollar. Now it's just dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to get back to the love thing because that works. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lita Adams is the lady that's on <gasps> There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Fran. Fran was like, no, you're wrong to me. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Brenda Russell. Russell. <laughs> but it was Lita nope. Adams. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Thank a beautiful you. song. It's a beautiful, I remember. It's a beautiful I had, song. It's been I one of the, my... I had, the, I had the vinyl. I had yeah. the vinyl of that with, <laughs> you know, my turntable. I say and it to everything. people all the time. I, I mean, mm-hmm. actors, because we all have different ways of acting. Um, mm-hmm. And there are method actors, and there are people who just like to scream in at mirrors and then hyperventilate and then start acting. I mean, there's all kinds of different <laughs> actors. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't care how you get here. Just get here. Let's get here. We thank you. Are you still directing? No, but I want to one of these uh-huh. days. But I have to write something to direct. I'm, uh-huh. I'm it's too old. I'm too old to start from that in 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 the on the wheel, the director wheel. Um, but if I've got the courage to write something one day, um, then I'll I'll direct it. The with the Star Trek episodes that you directed were those the first things that you got to direct, or, or did the you first have to direct on, on TV? Before? I started as a director. My my first okay. job was directing. I had a company in London, and uh, I, I didn't. It wasn't my company, but it was a, a, a couple of a bunch of us, all students who left and were freaked out about how we'd make a career in acting, which seemed to be completely nonsensical. <laughs> so we agreed to use each other, okay. and all the other acting students who were just leaving from all across the country. Um, in every show, whether it was Lear, King Lear, or whatever, uh, Death of a Salesman, doesn't matter. If you're mm. an 80 year old, you're you're only going to be 23 when you leave college, so you're going to be playing that role. Mm-hmm. And critics came, and the audiences came, and uh-huh. it was great reviews. And so we 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 were great for a couple of years. And but like anything, there's a success. The successful people get cherry picked out. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it kind of falls apart. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so you didn't go through the um, directors in, what was the name? The, the directors in training you? I did. Yeah, I did everything. I was in all the, I was in, you know, the editorial rooms. I was very lucky because I was Rick Berman's, one of his favorites, because he mm-hmm. kind of found me and I, I liked him very much, although he's a very old school producer. Mm-hmm. Um. But he wasn't me too. Yeah. So he's obviously got some integrity, although uh, he's quite he's quite brutal as a as a businessman. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's got one of those guys. Um, but he's was I, I thought he was terrific, and he he took me under his wing, and I went to him to watch his private viewings of the show, where he would write all his notes, which normally no one else would be at. Mm. Uh, so I was really lucky to get those that wow. insight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a really good job with the first show, and I did an appalling job with the second show. What? what? Come on. What? The first you one was business appalling. Business no. as usual was pretty good. Yeah, well. really good. And Profit and Lace, I didn't like the script, and I kind of showed it. I'm not, not going to say a thing. No, I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be a laugh out loud 
funny thing and I didn't get it. And it made me uh-huh. like my sense of humor, but I was like, this isn't funny. So oh, I yeah. find some other way to do this. Um, but I was too naive to realize that, of course, anything I did, which I shot in a different way to the script, how the script wanted it to be. And obviously Ira went absolutely apoplectic. He went nuts on me. <laughs> uh, said, oh, fire me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I didn't say that, but I was doing it. You got it. And so I was too naive to realize that I wasn't going to be able to control what people saw. So I didn't get the edit. And so what oh. ended up on screen was really not what I was aiming for, oh, trying to shoot. No. So he was trying to wedge what he wanted, and I was trying to wedge what I wanted, oh, and we didn't talk about it, and we should have talked about it before oh. I shot shot it. But it was yeah. it was I found it annoying to be just basically a choreographer on TV at those days. Mm. <laughs> mm. Just tell people not to hit the furniture. All the thinking and the imagination is done by the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like a bit more collaboration when I. Mm. Okay. But how did you feel when um, Lawrence Tierney and and, and uh, Stephen Burkhoff came on to do Business as You? I mean, those are two of the greatest characters. Two, I mean, Lawrence Tierney, Derringer, wasn't he? Uh, uh, Dillinger. Dillinger, one of the yes. like, old school 1945 He's, or something like that. That's the man. He is like the <laughs> yeah. noir guy. Like, Absolutely. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Now yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was that guy. Well, uh, I'll talk about Stephen Burkhoff. Stephen Burkhoff was uh, a terrifying actor. Uh, he's a, he, he is famous for being absolutely vile to people he doesn't like. Oh, man. I mean, really dangerous <laughs> not just on yeah. screen <laughs> like, sh- yeah he shouts and throws his toys out of the pram you know oh um but he's a lot better now he but that, back in those days he was a tough cookie um and lou turney um paul lamb uh had a stroke for four or five days before we shot the show oh, oh, my God. and i got a call from wardrobe saying would you come down to wardrobe we've got a situation and i'm like do, you, do I need to? I've got, I was shooting in two days. I've got everything, you know, all around. I'm, I'm a mess here. And he went, yeah, yeah, you need to. And so I came down and his son, um, who was his kind of chaperone, um, met me at the curtain because it was a dressing room. So it was like coming through the curtain. Um, he said, oh, hello, hello. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course, everything's fine. Oh, Lou, nice to meet you. Kind of brushing his son aside. Um I'm really excited to have you working on the show. What's going? What, what do you What do you want to talk about? And um, he just stood, there, sat there. He was sitting on a chair, and sort of looked at me. And I was like, "Do?" And Bob Blackman, who is head of costume, mm-hmm. who called me down there, just took me just slightly aside and went, "Who had a stroke a couple of days ago?" Wow. And we said, "We're shooting in forty-eight hours." Um, wow. So this went back to the head office um, and the word was, came down from Ira and Rick. Um, they really love Lou. He's going to stay in the show. Mm. It's too late to recast. Yeah, they, uh, mm. they had him seated. So we mm-hmm. worked with Lou and luckily there wasn't a lot of work. There were two big scenes mm-hmm. and uh, one of them was a big sort of parlay around the table, mm-hmm. a parlay. And I knelt between Lou's knees in his under his chair um literally 
eyeball to eyeball. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, for Star Trek. With a script. I was inches away from everything that could go wrong with an elderly man. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, I just whispered his lines to him because he couldn't go more than two or three words before he forgot what he was mm-hmm. going to say. Right. Oh, my God. He had a stroke. Of course he couldn't. Right. Yeah. It's wow. hard to remember lines, even if you're completely mentally capable. Right. And wow. So, so we got through that. And and every few, and I'm going to swear, you're going to have to bleep this out. No. Because otherwise no, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. But every few kind of seconds, well, not, every, every minute, Lou would be like uh, listening to me, and he was like, uh, "Say the line, say the line," and then, and then he'd be go, "Who the who the who's the fucking director here?" <laughs> I'd be literally inches from right. yeah, that. <laughs> the highest status place in the room. Right <laughs> here, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So yeah, that was. A, that was really, I'm never gonna be able to watch the episode ever. That's what happened. That <laughs> yes. scene, that round scene. I had now to put it, you know, decide where the camera went and all that stuff, and then get on get between Lou's legs. Uh, <laughs> which was which which episode is this? I'm sorry. It's Probably. called business, like, business as usual. Oh, business, oh, business, as usual. business as, okay, okay, okay. With the quark is selling the he's a gun runner. The gun yeah. Runner. Oh, that was an off. Oh. The legendary Lou Tierney, Lawrence Tierney. Oh. Yeah, since okay. he did a he did a um, he was Dixon Hill T- one. He was a TNG, yeah. right? He was uh, that's he was what the, was in TNG and, yeah. 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 when he yeah yeah the mob guy on Dixon Hill yeah. 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 He was also he played Elaine Bennis's dad on Seinfeld too. Yeah. Oh, did he? Really? One episode. One episode. Okay. Oh, they tough. couldn't. He couldn't. They 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 were scared of him. They didn't invite. He him. had a tough. Yeah, he was a tough man. Yeah. And but. You know, we you just have to get you can't. There's no choice when you're doing a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to get it done. I had a I did a show called I just did a series called Fallen. It looks like a oh, great charming yeah. series. I just did it um, last year, you know, all through the year. And there was one day in the, in the near the end where I caught a flu, like you know those flus where you are in a river of snot all day, every day. You can't do anything. And I went. I I had to. Of course, I had to go to work. And they looked at me and like, (laughs) not good. You're no right. They slapped some makeup on me and just pushed me on set. (laughs) And I went through. I had a plastic bag. Uh, and that was for my tissues that I mm-hmm. used. Oh. And I went through three boxes of tissues. They just kept coming. Oh. And, I was, oh. and I put my face mask on. When I took my face, it was like, like oh. a saddlebag wow. for feeding horses. Oh, gosh. Oh. Gross. So I just kept getting <laughs> a new mask every couple of seconds. Um, but and I was, but you just you have to do it. You have to do it. Oh, yeah. There is no yeah. kind of oh we can't do it today because mm-hmm. that's everybody's. You know, it's two, three hundred thousand dollars lost. That's <laughs> no one's going to make you do that. That's it. So one thing, actors are very lucky, privileged people, but they don't get a day off. If no, they, if no, you don't. That's what I heard. So one of my got a role. Cameras got a role. No, you guys don't. Performers do not. You know, and yeah. 
you, you don't. My father was a performer. He sang with a group called the Dells. And um, he started singing with the Flamingos when he was 14. And then he went to the Dells. And he sang damn near till the day he died. Like, they, wow. those guys worked. They never, they were never home, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, they, they worked. And, you know, the show must go on. You know, you're selling out a place and you've got people coming yeah. to see you and it didn't mm -hmm. matter. And, you know, and I, I think about them. I use those people as my inspiration all the time. You know, like uh, uh, when I feel like, oh, I don't feel so great and I don't want to get up today. And I'm like, really, Tamia? Do you really not want to get up today? Like, are you, how, do you remember what your dad did for a living? You remember what your Aunt Mary did for a living? Like, mm -hmm. you better get your ass out of bed and, yeah. and get going, Clarify girl. who your Aunt Mary is. Oh, so, yeah. So my mother's, uh, her best friend in the world was Mary Wilson from the Supremes. And so, like, oh, my that goodness. was, uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, we, I think about her. I mean, that woman worked i mean yeah. she worked, no, they worked. she worked. worked she never was not working knuckles were bad you know they, yeah they, they, they had to yeah. and yeah. especially in the environment they were at i mean they were oh, yeah. making lots of money but they were still coming through the back door everywhere and uh right you know it was uh they, they had to fight for that money and they that's fought right. for it and they that's won, right. won that battle that's um, right yeah which is pretty yeah. amazing my god yeah so <laughs> <laughs> We're talking legend status. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. the same expression I had on my face when I yeah. found out who her dad was. I know. I said, like, what? She said, I thought you, I told you, I said, no, you didn't. Because if you did, I would have told everybody I knew. And anybody That's that would have been I would have That must have been an astonishing childhood you had. Well, I mean, to be fair, I I did have a very a, a pretty astonishing childhood. I mean, but you it had wasn't no dad. It, well, it wasn't <laughs> with my dad. I mean, like to be fair, I didn't meet my dad until I was nineteen. Okay. So my dad was like, I was like his love child, like one of his love children, you know. And I have four, I have four half sisters, and um, busy. he was busy. Where yeah, is this podcast going? <laughs> it went to where it went to, baby. It's just the truth, and all of this is all out in public anyway. You know, so. You know, but I mean, uh, but, you know, my parents, like, there, there was still a lot of those p types of people around in my life, you know, growing up. So it was, it was interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you should, have, you, have you had Nana on the show, on this mm -hmm. show? Yeah, we yes, had her. We we had, had, yeah. Did you talk about Sid Charisse? Yes. Yes, did we? we did. did we? Yeah, we did. That's another jaw off the floor moment for me. It was like. Your mom's best friend was Sid Schultz. Right? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, actually, yeah. she was what a her? relative of Sid Therese's. Sid Therese was one of her aunts sister. or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, really? they, yeah. they all they danced were... together growing mm -hmm. up as kids. Right, yeah. they all yeah. danced mm -hmm. together. Yeah. 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 She was yeah. learning. That's Much closer. <laughs> teaching her. Her best friend was Doris Duke. Oh, gosh. Right. Doris Duke. Yeah. Crazy. Oh yes, yeah. yes. She told us that. Told us. I remember Doris Duke's part. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nana's has has a special. She's special. She oh, can. Gosh, yes. She feels ghosts. I don't know. I, yeah, ghosts could walk in the room, slap me in the face, walk out, and I wouldn't know. And you still out. wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. I'd like. I don't know. I just felt a slap. Felt weird, but I wouldn't. <laughs> ghost. Something happened. She walks into the house and she's like, "We're not buying this house." Uh -huh. The ghosts. And I. I am going to agree. 
favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say yes. Let's go. Those are always, those are always my favorite episodes when um when she was having when she was pregnant and you guys yeah. would have those little little episodes little uh, moments moments would be in little the, teeny mm-hmm. nuggets little teeny moments yeah. little nuggets <laughs> little oh, Easter oh, eggs oh, like mm-hmm. you know this is all your fault, fault. <laughs> I, I thought those were always I still love those those uh those little moments those are great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it well because when Django was born, which was um, September 16th at 11.17 p.m. Damn. I I remember it because I was shooting a show called Something to Do with Paradise in the title, and I can't remember what it was. But Vanessa Williams, who was like... She was, she was Miss World or something, and it was like the Riser episode. You talking about? That's it. Yeah. And we were on the beach, yeah. and I went to yeah. the, I went to the beach with her, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't matter that Django was born at eleven seventeen. I still had to get up six hours later, later. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and go to work, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't. I, they give you an, like a Cedar Sinai Hospital where Django was born. They 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 obviously put the mom in a bed and mm-hmm. the baby. They bring in from time to time. They, it's unusual. I thought they just left the baby with the mom, but mm-hmm. apparently mom needs to rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, we take the baby. <laughs> And because um, you're taking they, the baby with you, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last, this is the last oh, rest you right. get. This is the last rest you get for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's this kind of crappy armchair with the wooden arms and the kind oh, of yeah. Worn, Nothing's changed. You know, that's where the, the other person sits, right? <laughs> and so I sat there, and they're like. Is there a like place I could light? No, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to do a TV show in the morning, and I've got to look like. Okay, don't forget I asked because the mess. <laughs> like, are you complaining, sir? You t- <laughs> yes. Do you have any idea how useless you sound to me right, right? now? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just sat there, and of course, and I was gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had the heaviest labor. I remember mm-hmm. I had to put. Um, she had what was called a back labor. Mm-hmm. Um, Been they, there. They, uh, <laughs> oh, and they 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 gave her an epidural, and then mm-hmm. they they stopped it, and then they started it again. Oof. So they they in- encouraged labor, stopped the labor, mm-hmm. encouraged it because they're so freaked out about lawsuits and and right. getting everything to work exactly as it should. So mm-hmm. they they manipulate the labor. Um, because if they say the baby's going to be born on this day, then God damn it, the baby's going to be born on this day. <laughs> and um, she was in such pain that I had, to, she, I had, I brought golf balls with me. She was smart enough to say, bring golf balls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I had to just, mm-hmm. I, you know, jam them in there. And she's like, that's not, I, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And I literally uh-huh. bang, bam, and yep. she's like, I'm not wow. feeling that. Wow. Um, so it was a really, I, I had no idea, I mean, yeah. what was going on there, but it was a tough, mm. she had a tough time with Django. Uh, yeah, that, that uh. stuff sucks. I'm just telling you. That, <laughs> it's not the best that, thing ever, let me tell you. That must Oof. suck. Oof. There's a lot of must suck stuff. <laughs> yeah. <sucks. laughs> you know, men just lose some <laughs> potency when they're in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Take a pill. Right. <laughs> There's a whole whole page, a rollout page of stuff that women go through. (laughs) Let me tell you, it is not pretty. (laughs) Not pretty about it. 
<laughs> but I have to compliment you guys on choosing the name Django, which is just such a kick-ass name. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way you slice it. It, it, it just, yeah. It's just... Nana, Nana. <laughs> you know, she's the one. She's the, she's the, she just takes all the credit for everything's brilliant about that boy. And, <laughs> um, she, she was like, he was baby no name for six months. Oh, wow. on, on the birth certificate we just didn't have a name and she's like wow he's, he's gonna tell us he's gonna tell us i was like no, sweetheart we should really find a name <laughs> um it's a legal thing right <laughs> <laughs> i'm not calling him anything till i know the name and he's gonna wow. tell me the name and we talked about various names I, I wanted to call him ruby for a while and there was and nemo came up and there was because <laughs> of sci-fi and yeah and um oh that nemo okay yeah. <laughs> you're thinking about the fish weren't you finding nemo it's what happens ne- movies come out and ruin good names like, yes they do Django <laughs> is like so pissed when Django and Shane came out it's like oh yeah oh, that was oh, a great yeah. name right so Nana found that name and Django cool. finally told her I guess that's awesome Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm looking at the time, and I, I swear to God, I could, I swear, I could talk to you all night. You have been so wonderful. Thank you, you so Thank very you. much. Well, you said we have a conversation, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I'm yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Next time, because I'm going to claim a next time. Okay. Next, next time, I really want to start. I really want to ask you about um, typecasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because oh, I really I'd, wanted to... I'd love to talk about that. I'd yeah. love to talk yeah. about that. An identity. I'd love to talk yes. about that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And are you going to be on the cruise? Not this year, but Nana's going to be there and yes. Farrell, Terry mm-hmm. Farrell. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Gonna be, who is, you know, they're both, these two women are just, I don't know how they do it. They're gravity defying. there's a a classic beauty which some women are blessed with which where they they literally look better later Mm -hmm. (laughs) great right away but who cares because every guy wants you anyway when you're 20 Mm -hmm. yeah doesn't matter what you look like but as you get older and older they just look like wow Mm -hmm. And uh, Farrell has the courage to let all her hair go gray. I just, doesn't yeah, I love it. And yeah. it looks beautiful it's on good. her. Yeah. I'm looks trying really to get my good. wife to do the same thing. I'm yeah, not she, should. she should. I can't. I, it's not a thing that I have dominion right. over. No. <laughs> yeah. my, mother, my mother refuses to go gray. Yeah. And, you know, well, it, would, it no. would look beautiful on her. <laughs> That's I, I, it. Mine's creeping well, in there. Yeah. It does look beautiful. It I does. Look does. Yeah, it does. I do. I love it. Earned every... One of them. <laughs> Every <laughs> one of them. I just go gray here. For some reason, it's yeah. all inverted. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. not gray up here for some reason yet. But, but remember when, you, fact- when you were on Game of Thrones, you was gray. I was like, oh, Lord, is that Dr. Bashir? <laughs> <laughs> Winter game. I said, no oh, <laughs> but don't forget the fine wine when when you came right. on. That's right. You know you talk made, about fine wine. I'm telling you, my <laughs> gosh. Very lucky. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, the melanin. We're just we're we're degenerate. It's really going down here now. Of course, of course. This came on. We were 
losing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, it's uh, been okay. lovely. It's been tremendous fun talking to you. And I would love to talk more. So please invite me back. We'll, we can talk about typecasting. We can talk about all of that stuff mm-hmm. because it has real value for people who aren't even actors. It, right. There's mm-hmm. very similar things. It's just acting is the extreme end of it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Definitely. I agree. Thank Definitely. you. I would love that. Thank you for saying that. Because I mean, I, you know, just looking at your story and and looking at the roles that you've played throughout your career, and then pairing it with different like what's going on in the world, you know, around. And I'm like, ah, they got his ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after nine eleven, there was like, bam, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, what roles do we want for these? Arab people, these Arab-looking yeah. people yeah. in, you know, in Well, Saudi I'll tell you and... one thing, that, and, as, and we can continue this, but I'll tell you one important thing. When it came to the Arab roles, which I was very happy to do, mm-hmm. uh, I, at that particular time, every time you switched on CNN or uh, whatever, you know, uh, all you saw was screaming Arab men shouting yeah. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, and it was terrifying. Yeah. And you saw hysterical women crying with blood everywhere because their uh-huh. children were dead. And anger. And this was what we knew of as Arab, Muslim Arabs specifically. And I had an opportunity to go, I'll introduce you to someone else. There's, uh-huh. some, there, there's another kind. Yeah, they're they're not like they're not under such duress, not incredibly mm-hmm. extremist, you know, situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can go back to your friends and say, actually, I know an Arab. Well, I, mm-hmm. I saw him on screen, but I kind of here in Star Trek, and you know, it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people got to know an Arab who who defied that definition who wasn't that who was thoughtful and uh interesting and uh-huh. smart and right. you know just wasn't going record. so um that was a really important motivation uh, yeah. but we'll get into all the creases and the wrinkles another time okay good yeah, oh, great. yeah. i love yeah. it i love it. it thank you yes thank you so <laughs> folks yvette where can people reach us if they have thoughts about anything that we've talked about today or perhaps some forecasting thoughts about typecasting that they want to tell us? All right. You can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on The Mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. Download the Trek Geeks Network app where you can find us and our family of podcasts on the Trek Geeks Network on Instagram and TikTok, sci-fi.sisters. And we're also on the Twitter at sci-fi sisters. Become a patron of sci-fi sisters today at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi sisters. After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may read it on the next upcoming episode. Thank you. And of course, we would be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to the baddest engineer in any known universe and unknown universes. That's Dose the Anonymous One. Dose, 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 Okay, I picked up the pace a little bit on that one. 
That's DOS underscore the anonymous underscore one at Instagram. He's responsible for all the music you hear on our show, as well as these phenomenal production services. And if you need him, look him up. And folks, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Sid, we love you very much. I think that's clear. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. (laughs) I look forward to next time. So do we. You heard that, folks. Yes, <laughs> Peace, love, and hair grease, y'all. Hey, everyone. Sister Tamia here with the shorty shout-out for this month. We want to say thanks to the following Patreons for your contributions for helping to keep the Sci-Fi Sisters alive. And we are deeply appreciative of your support. This month, we want to give thanks to Timothy Baum, Homer Frizzell, Dave A. Gregory, Eve England, Duffy Boston, Karen Dramera, Sue Kay, Anne Marie, Susan V. Gruner, Mohammed Noor, Anna Post, The Chief Ernesto Castagna, L.M., Howard Hogan, J.R. Poole, Scott Jensen, Jamal Taylor, Starbase Centaur 4210 Productions, Stephanie Dole, Sailor Marge, Stephanie Baker, Sam Droke Dickinson, Kalia Zawacki, Liza Albright, Kelly McKinnon, TJ Jackson Bay, Olga Kravchuk, Peter Heisler, Old Klein, Jeffrey Cochran, Travis Taylor, Linda Agarig, Zakia Graham, Bill Erickson, Mark Richmond, and Marcus Bigham. Thank you all so much for your support. 